Thank you for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a show where myself, JD, and Wasabi, two power-ranked New York City Super Smash Brothers Melee players, document and discuss our experiences as competitive tryhards. If you like what you hear, give us a follow on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. We post all of our episodes there, and we have a link to our Discord where you can ask questions, and we will answer them. That's enough of that. Let's get to the show. The Wannabes, episode 39. My name is JD. Hey, this is Wasabi. What's good, everyone? And we are chilling. It's 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Um, not our usual morning pod, so who knows? Who knows what differences will be noticed by our fans, by the listeners? Maybe we should cut that out and see if they bring it up to us. Probably not. Probably not. I don't think people are that picky. No. That'd be rude, but I feel a little loo- a looser, a little loopier, you know? Yeah, it's getting How, uh, it's getting late, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's starting to get past our bedtime. How you doing, man? How, what's going I've on? I've been good. I've been good. It's been a fun, eventful week back in the city. Uh, Penny was over yesterday. We got some games in, did some board game stuff. Uh, and then the night before, yeah, it was like two nights out in a row like that I, like, like stayed up and and hung out and booled a little bit so that was a lot of fun but definitely exhausting especially because i went to the gym today as well so that's a good way to uh get out of the out of the bool zone yeah for sure but i'm definitely feeling it right now that's all right well we'll just uh we'll take it easy we won't do any high intensity squats during our podcast like we usually do Mm -hmm. so what about you uh i'm doing all right so my family my sister and her two kids and husband just went home they were in for about a month um and she lives in australia so it's nice to see them um i probably see them maybe twice a year um my two-year-old and one-year-old nephew nephews mm-hmm. um they came in and they're always adorable and it's nice to kind of like you know not to get too into it not to get too deep but like it makes me put everything into perspective a little bit it's really nice to kind of put everything else aside and just like spend time with them you know go to a park or just eat some pizza like shit like that Mm -hmm. is um it's just way more enjoyable when it's with you know my nephews so it's kind of sad to see them go but then there's sort of like a flip side to it of like all right now i get to you know i don't have to spend all my weekends up there i could kind of focus a little more on projects and the podcast and etc etc so bittersweet you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, uh, we have HNC, uh, Hax's Nightclub, that we both attended. We actually played each other for the first time in, like, what, a year? I know, that was, yeah, it was forever ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, let's start Let's start with every, everything else. Do you want to go into your bracket? Should I go into my bracket? Yeah, you... yeah, I can start out with my bracket. So, um, cool. let's see. First two people I played, um, well, I guess I played 99 Woodcutting, who was really good, really good chic, and, I mean, not too much. I thought it was a really sloppy set, and it was just sort of like he was getting visibly angry, and I just kind of had to keep my cool, but they were both last stock sort of situations. 
uh, for like a 2-0. And then I had to play Slocks. And honestly, I, I was really... I know it ended game one. I, I like inputted my jump too early after the Swanton Bomb and I died for it. But I had the momentum. Oh, and no. then game two was also last stock as well. Overall, I'm feeling pretty good in the ditto. Like, I think... And especially against Slocks, I was happy. I could... I thought that was like the best I played in the that night. So can't really complain. Definitely a lot closer than before. Just have to kind of go into, yeah, just have to keep playing a little bit more. And then in losers, I had to play first uh, sneaky neat neek or sneaky. Who's num who's no was number seven in, in AZ before, he moved here, and I almost got blown up by him, like, quick 2-0 and a handshake, and, but I managed to kind of keep my cool and got blessed with him teching away into me getting, like, a double shine <laughs> on the ledge and then rolling up, so thank fucking god, and then game three, I kind of got to collect myself and closed it out. Then I played JoJo, and that's always tight, beat JoJo uh, game three. I mean, it's just always so back and forth against him. And then played Smokey, and that's probably the set that... it's. It was such an interesting set re-watching it, and it was, like, mm-hmm. the one that people were getting hyped for because we were both, I don't think, playing our A game, maybe, like, B. Um, and it felt like I was on the back foot the whole time. But I managed to kind of keep it, you know, collect myself after I got, like, a super sick combo to end game one, one game two, and then game three was you know, down to the wire, and really all it was was me noticing. Um, yeah, we were so nervous. We actually couldn't tech chase with grab. We just up smashed. It was so funny. <laughs> um, but it was so back and forth. But I, I felt like I was on the back foot a lot. And then I kind of mm-hmm. just started, when I was approaching, I noticed he messed up his movement and, like, ran off the ledge and then double jumped back. And so I just kind of threw out the up smash, hoping to trade with a bear if he put one out. Uh, he didn't put up out a bear, so it was just a clean-up smash, and it just barely killed, and I popped off. Uh, so that was great, uh, but definitely, like, the most taxing. And then I thought... And then we played in top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a solid set. I thought I could... It was a little bit hard mentally to get back into the tournament after the nail-biter with Smokey. So that's definitely something yeah. I want to, like, think about moving forward, but I don't think I played, like bad either it just i just felt a little bit like out of it if that makes sense no yeah i i totally agree especially hard in a best of three to like because sometimes in a best of five if you come from a hard set you kind of like give yourself the room to you know if it's game one whatever you get to kind of like come out of it and and get back into the new set um but there's something about like a really tight best of three into another best of three, and you had that was your fourth game in a row in losers. Like you were on a, a pretty solid losers run. Yeah, all so, best of threes yeah, actually. I'm just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt a little gas for sure. Not to take away from the set though. Like, no, I, I hear uh, you. No, it's, it's all contextual. You know, makes sense. Yeah, but I just realized. Oh my god. So I had game three set into game three set into game three set into. Yeah, so three game three sets before I played you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But overall, I think I was really happy with 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 everything. I think even the stuff when when we played, I was able to work on the... Th- or, like, execute on the things I wanted to. I just think it, I felt short. So, uh, 
I mean, overall, like, kind of just, like, the same thing I tweeted out uh, right after the nightclub, after some VOD analysis, and then rewatching the VODs this weekend. Uh, I felt like I actually played, like, pretty consistent throughout the all of the sets. But, mm. um, and I was really clutch, actually, in moments, like, especially against Sneaky, and then JoJo, and then Smokey. And, I, and that's something I didn't have, like, didn't think I had before, so it's really interesting to kind of see it, see it right but Mm -hmm. um yeah i just think that like you know that's where i'm at right now especially coming back um back from a long break and you know there's just a lot more to grow and improve on kind of that like that's it like that's what i brought to the table and that's how far i got with it yeah i'm uh i I feel on the same page and i want to talk a little bit about you and kanagar's set yeah of course because I was able to watch that live. I also watched you in Slocks, where I, I saw you doing a lot of good stuff, except when it came down to the last few stocks, you would just kind of, like, get some cheeky openings and then capitalize. Like, it was so even up. Both games were even up to the end, and then he would, like, clutch it. So Yeah, and he was so aggressive on the edge guards. He K-on me twice, which was mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I don't really view Slocks as edge guarding as that balls to the wall, so... It's interesting. I always I always view Slocks as someone who has everything. Like not all at once, but he there's nothing I would put past him. Like I could see him doing ultra quick like shield pivot stop back airs like rushing in and doing a bunch of jump cancel shine. Like mm-hmm. I could see him doing anything and it's just a matter of like like that's part of his strength is that he has all these different tools that he just will pull out almost depending just how he feels like. Well, yeah, he so feels what, like I don't know what slocks I'll get that day. That's the toughest thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so he's kind of harder to analyze. But against Kanagar, I've played him a ton. Mm-hmm. And um, what I noticed in your, you, your guys' set is that it was just so tangible how the momentum swings went. And what I think you did better. Like we talked about this after and I kind of want to revisit that conversation. Yeah. I was a little just, bit just to record it right after that, you know, a little adrenaline, yeah. a little blood pumping. So I, let's, yeah, let's revisit it. Yeah. Sorry if I like came up to you with like analysis right after. I, no, no, I'd no. Be you were the, like the only me. person I kind of wanted to talk to afterwards. So it's like totally oh. fine. All right. Cool. Yeah. Like, and I told you, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to like lie down for a little bit. Or like find a chair. Yeah, I'm like do your thing. Yeah, yeah so like I, I, yeah, dude, she gotta do. But yeah, let's do the analysis now. Sure. So, um, it was it was just very uh, visceral noticing who would be on their back foot, and I, when it comes down to that, especially like in a game three situation, like you guys were were punishing. It seemed very equally, obviously in your own styles, but. It's it really looked to be like you guys were were head to head on that, um, and what it came down to were these kind of like high percent situations, not just last stock, but throughout the whole game, of how you would kind of carry yourself. So, I think I don't want to get too into specifics. I think all I really noticed was how you would not like approach because you were pressured. You would you would really like stick to a smart game plan. Um, you wouldn't get too defensive. You wouldn't play scared either. You would still like put hitboxes out, you know, all that stuff. 
but I think what what helped you win the set ultimately was like you would gather yourself if he would pull off a combo or something on you. And I think he had like maybe two really sick combos <laughs> yeah. like in the set. No, he had a few. He closed out game one with like up tilt something something like reverse reverse nair fast fall to the side platform up up smash it was like yeah super sick and i just remember in my head thinking like damn that was nuts first thing and then like mm-hmm. not feeling any ego towards it because i'm like i that's not a combo route i would ever do in my life <laughs> right no that that kind of speaks to my point too it's like you had these you had opportunities to become tilted and you didn't allow it to happen and so when you kind of get pushed into that point and you know in in this region that we play in like there's so many players that are going to push us to that point i think it's a really important skill to be able to like brace and like stop you know if someone pushes you back and you do that anime like slide with like your feet making a, a rift in the ground mm-hmm. until your momentum stops like you have to you have to you know stop entirely before you can make your next move or else you'll get tripped up and like fall on your face. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I noticed most of all was it was a very clear like, okay, you're on the back foot. Like he has momentum, but let's gather ourselves. Let's play smart and and take it back one one exchange at a time. You know. Yeah, that's definitely the the best way. It was like more of a like just enduring all of his stuff and then just having to find like where I could do my stuff. More than mm-hmm. anything, but definitely, like, man, he exerted so much pressure. Like, he's just so fast. That's the that's the thing. But he's also, like, very safe in his aggressiveness, which makes it, like, super, super hard to play against, in my opinion. For your style, I see it. I think my style does really well against him. Yeah, I can, I can see um, that. Because I don't feel like my skill is better than his skill. I think it's strictly, like, because I'm so okay with just, like, moving outside of his ranges and just doing, just just moving around and not really approaching. Yeah, you, like, definitely Eventually, Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I could just, like, weather the storm and start finding stuff, and then it's just a matter of, like, keeping keeping it in my core and never giving him the tennis ball back. Um, so it's, it's interesting how the styles come into play mm-hmm. there. How do you think it's tough um, for I was definitely... mine? I just like I have an idea, but I'm just curious on on yours. Because hmm. like I would describe yours it's... as like like pretty much how you articulated it, like soaking up the pressure, and then kind of taking these like tidbits of hits and overextensions to really like capitalize on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious on how you view mine. I just think that if. I think you're more you're more likely to either get your big punish or be scrapping. And I don't want to scrap. I want to mm-hmm. like I don't mind getting into th- those scraps. That's fine, but I thrive when I can um like really space out mm-hmm. the other player. And you're you're more in like if you're going to approach, you're going to be like looking for crouch cancels other hits. And picking up your grabs into like more hefty, strong combos. Mm-hmm. So I think with him, like he's really good at like getting these crazy hitboxes out, surprising 
you with different types of hitboxes you're not expecting. Like, mm-hmm. up smash is coming out of nowhere, forward smash is coming out of nowhere, um, and, like, really good platform movement. And I could see that kind of, um, like, lurching out on your defense a little more effectively. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems like your defense is more about, like, the counter attack. Like, I, I think... I don't know who I was explaining it to, like the 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 wrestling. I think I was talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. How in wrestling, there's you know, if you're on the oh, ground, I remember this. I I vaguely remember you telling me this after the set. Yeah. So in like, not like WWE wrestling, like high school like, actual wrestling with a referee and shit. Actual wrestling. Um, if you are on the ground, the other person's on top, and like you guys are grappling, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you escape, it's called an escape, and you get your hands off them, and you're standing up then you get one point but then the reversal is when you guys are both on the ground but then you make it so you're on top of the other guy that's two points and so i think i'm more i like getting the escape Mm -hmm. and then returning to neutral and then getting takedowns but you i think you are more about reversals and pinning so that when you get the takedown you finish it like, I look for more neutral exchanges. You look for more, like, zero to death. Yeah. And that's super, like, linear. Like, obviously, it's way more than that. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what we are more inclined to. Like, you're way better at comboing another fox than I mm-hmm. am. Um, But I'm I'm more inclined to, like, play on those platforms, pick up random back airs and shit. Yeah. And just, like, frustrate the opponent that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how I would articulate it is, like, I think you're a lot more picky on what you choose to interact with than I do. Like, mm-hmm. like I think I'm very, I think like to a fault, I'm very like, like oh yeah, like let's just play this situation out and like he like oh he jumps all right, let me try to punish that and then he double jumps and then I get mixed up for it, you know, sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to play, try to play, maybe like eighty percent of the interactions. And maybe you're, like, just playing, like, 50% of his interactions, you know? Like, I think I definitely see that in your game where it's, like, someone's just jumping around and you're, like, "Mm, you know, like, all right, we'll, 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 I'll come back when, when you're done with this, you know? And I'm, I'm, like, okay, he's jumping. All right, where's the opening? Where, where can I get the up air? And then, like, you know, either the up air hits or it doesn't, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, that, that makes me curious about how your set with JoJo went. Because last time I played JoJo, he he two owed me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious what you did, like what your approach to that. Maybe not like gameplay wise, but like mentally. Yeah, know? I mean, I know he's fast. I know he's gonna go for like reads and stuff. So a lot of my, uh, it's one like playing at a distance. Like I'm not trying to scrap with JoJo actually. Um, yeah. If, I don't know Falcon. So I think the Falcon Fox mashups is like can be super linear because of the punish game being so strong on Fox's side. So I really try mm-hmm. to prioritize just like racking up damage, getting low percent up smashes, uh, then into like tech chases and like, or off stage and then kind of going for there after that. Like, and that's just like a quick summary. I think in terms of like neutral, I'm just going to be out of his full hop or short hop nair range, which is like most of the stage. That's the thing. Um, and I'm not really going to vie for a lot of crouch cancels unless I need to. And like, I'll just react to that if that makes sense. 
Yeah, like yeah. I'd rather just have Falcon like kill me off of like these nicks and hits than trying to like run in. So like the way I view it is like Falcon's a like if you think of like character ranges like one to four, one being like shine range, and like two maybe being like like sort of like the JC grab sort of range, right? Like that spacing. Mm-hmm. Three being mm-hmm. like aerials, and then four being like your like outside of your longest reaching aerial, right? Like I think right. Falcon is really good at one to three. Like you know, or not really. I think Falcon's really good at from. I think Falcon, yeah, Falcon has really good stuff two to four, right? Four because his range is so large, with that short hop nair, and then two is like with like all of his like fade ins, fade outs, up air. He's really strong, right? Even gentleman is quite is such a strong option. But I think the problem is that he has trouble in that he has trouble transitioning from that like kind of close range but not like as in your face like right next to him shine range and and you know the the short hop near range so oh that makes yeah i'm envisioning it now so yeah. what i do is like i all i have to worry about is his transitioning so if like so and i try to catch him as he's transitioning from two to four is the best way to put it. Huh. I love that, actually. Yeah. Because uh, cause if he's dash dancing, then he gets... He's in the four range. But if he's, like, um, in shield or if he's, like, back towards you and doing, like, full hops and, like... Or not full hops, like, short hops in place with, like, backers and or stuff. Or nares even. That threaten... Yeah, that's, that's right. a two range for sure. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense, dude. Yeah. So, I'm normally at the outside of four and i try to the the mini game is getting to one but then it's like kind of like red light green like like to simple like this is a maximum simplification of it but it's Mm kind of like playing red light green light there it's just like green light okay let's go in red light all right like let's shield like and if i catch myself in like range three and i see him coming like you just have to shield, you have to hold down, you have to crouch cancel, and that's when I'll do those defensive options. But I'm really not trying to stay there. Wow, this is really putting it, putting it in a way that makes sense. And I'm trying to uh, apply it to my Captain Smuckers set, which is like when I was doing well, which w- was when I was kind of controlling, not like controlling the pace. Well, I guess it is controlling the pace because you still get to. It's not you don't have to go in to control the pace of a match. Mm-hmm. So kind of like playing with that zone and then if you if you trip them up in that transition you literally could just go in with an up smash or like put out up tilts like take center stage and then all of a sudden they have to make uh like a highly committal move and then like your full hop drill covers the whole stage so now i'm just kind of like rambling on but in that in that um kind of template for thinking about the matchup I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Thinking of the zones in that way. Yeah, yeah. This was something that uh, Drug Fox told me. I think when I watched, I think it was first Brooklyn Kumite actually, because I remember watching mm. the Pano set uh, afterwards. But yeah, this like I started trying to think of like other matchups like zones like this, but it does really really help with the Falcon matchup because it's like so. so so much more straightforward in comparison to other matchups, you know, like it just makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense compared to like, say the Fox ditto 
you know, right? Where like every range is is has equal threat, you know? Right. And and so I think that's why. But I I really love that like analogy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Yeah. Then we played. Yeah. That was our. La- that was the last set. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you want me to go through my tournament? A yeah. Bit? Yeah. Before that, just since we're talking about the Fox Falcon matchup, you know about the single. You know about the single laser, right? So you get one laser and then up smash knocks yep. down. Okay. Cool. That's just like hell. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Like that's like the <laughs> like. It, dude, it's so big because even if you're like being unga bunga with your up smashes, like get you one get laser one first. laser first and you hit it, you, you you know as long as they're not like the only thing they can do is like really like insta like ASDI down tech it, which Panos can do really well, but un- like that's more of like uh, execution, like they have to prove it to you. But if they don't do that, then you can, you know, it's just party town combo town yeah and then and then they um they feel less safe doing aerials low percent because aerials low percent against like up tilt it's like they're not afraid of anything yeah. like all right they'll, they'll get up tilt but they could land and fucking grab you um yeah oh yeah definitely i, I gotta put that laser in before the up yep, that's the classic mm-hmm. all right but your bracket how was it i know you took another you you took more of the winner's side approach yeah, I, I, my, my approach was to win and winners as much as possible. Um, okay, so it started off against SBA. I got to play on stream, um, and it went pretty well. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a higher seed. I, I'm a more experienced player, so mm-hmm. easy win. But I did get two uh, Shine Out of Shield turnaround grabs on stream. Yeah, I remember so that. That's that's You you love that. All, all I care about. Yeah. I do love it. It's very important to mm-hmm. me. Um, then I played off stream. I, I played a Falco um, Icy's main Sascorn. Yeah, um, he did pretty well. He he made it to losers round four. Wow. After we played, good so, for him. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean he lost to me and JoJo, so yeah, that's pretty tough yeah, that's bracket. Tough. Um, next was okay. So next was Layton, mm-hmm. and we play. We it feels like we play every week. Um, and this is the second time in like three weeks that he lost the game after missing a rest. So I definitely need to step it up and not get up throw rested as much because I'm just not DIing it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really, it bit me in the ass in the two saints set too, but against Layton, like I'm, I'm really lucky he missed the, the rest on game three. Um, besides that, I, I was watching the Slippy VODs and I'm realizing that, um, I'm, I, I, I have a lot of improvement to go in the puff matchup, like a lot of improvement. Yeah. And what I noticed the most is when, let's say I get like a nair or, or some sort of small string, like up tilt back air or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I've lost is the comfort of – I think this is just like I want to grind the matchup a bit more just to get back into the, the fluidity of all this. But you do you do a small string on Puff. Um, depending on all the percents and everything, you can put yourself in a really good position to, to punish her again or force her to jump, which is great. Like the more Puff has to jump, you could either chase her up on the platform 
and like start challenging with up tilts and stuff. Um, but what I was doing was falling back and lasering, not even from center stage, like, like giving up center stage and lasering, which is such a terrible habit. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems good. You're like, Oh, I got all this space. Let me, let me do some lasers. But, um, lasers are only good if they're forcing something to happen or they're tacking on extra percent where you can't do anything else. Yeah. So they're not a good like, oh, I got a string and they're like jumping away. Let me retreat in laser. Like I could see doing like one full hop triple laser to try to like tack on a little bit. But I was straight up retreating and doing lasers, mm-hmm. um, which is just a habit I need to like acknowledge before I start breaking the habit. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a that's a really tough habit. I think that I used to do more in the peach matchup more than the puff. Mm. but mm-hmm. yeah like under yeah like center stage and like ability to put pressure on is way more important than like the three to six percent that you'll get with lasers plus like half right. of them miss anyway and when you think about exactly. it it's just like well then <laughs> yeah what is it what is it good for if like laser the pressure you put on from lasers is a true thing in like a neutral exchange so if you guys you know if we're both on each side of the stage underneath a platform and i start lasering like that is creating pressure yeah but the pre- there's you're not creating pressure if they're off stage which is still fine because like what else are you gonna do mm-hmm. but if if they're like c- trying to come back like you want to pressure with an actual hitbox that can finish them you know you want to pressure with um with spacing more in mm-hmm. those scenarios um so that's something to work on. Um I think mentally I'm I'm still quite good at keeping my cool in the puff matchup. Mm-hmm. Um did you feel which I think is Oh, I was yeah. going to ask did you feel that against Tusane? I actually did. I right. I I did feel calm. I just like uh, that the last thing again. So all right, so uh, I was yeah, so the latent set was like it came down to the wire but I was able to clean it up after he missed a rest, which probably would have won him the set. Not exactly because we're on second to last stock, but mm-hmm. um, it would have been a lot harder. Against two Saint, it says 2-1 on the bracket sheet. I, it was actually 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, and game one was a blowout. Like, he just started with an up throw rest and, like, got some combos. And I was just like, all right, I threw it away. Which is a bummer. Like, you don't want to just, like, get four stocked game one yeah i technically killed him but i just like ran off stage before he died yeah i saw that so that that's what i was asking about in particular yeah it was like you know if 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 you had a rotten leg you got to just chop it off Mm -hmm. you know um and that's like (laughs) that's happened a few times against two saint before where like he'll just he'll just like start fucking me up that's actually that exact situation has happened before where he'd rest me the third stock and then I would up smash him and then SD before he dies. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and that's just, that's just, yeah, it's just a way to like be cheeky, you know, keep, keep my spirits high. It's like, you know, I'm not winning, you know, and it's not defeatist to say that it takes more energy out of me to try to win than it does for him, you know? Um, so if it was three stocks to one and then it would, I would kill him and it'd be down to two, two to one, completely different story. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, whatever i'm not reverse four stocking him it's just not mm-hmm. happening so whatever 
uh, game one, I lost. Then game two, um, I've been work sh- not workshop. I've been theory crafting against two Saint. What I want to counterpick him to. Um, clearly, Pokemon I love the most. It's the be- it's Fox's best stage, I believe, mm-hmm. in the matchup. Um, just low ceilings, long stage, and the side platforms are just like Fox just loves them. Um, but second, you know, he always bans that, and then second usually is FD. But for some reason, and I still haven't pinpointed it. You know, I I don't know the exact mechanics of why. Toussaint is so good on FD. Yeah. But he, he's just so good on that stage. Yeah, he's he's really tough on FD for sure. I don't I, – I I really don't get it. And I told him this and he was like, oh, I'm so glad you think that. Like continue thinking that way. But I'm like, dude, like the, the results don't lie. It's very hard to beat you on that stage. So I took him to Yoshi's, mm-hmm. which is still great. It's still, a, it's still a Fox stage. And I wanted to spell the myth that – Toussaint is like a hyper aggressive puff. He really no, is. No, he's not. That's he's not. I mean, like his like. Remember when he was just like dominating every regional like two three months back, like over the summer, like yeah, he, he got a lot more patient, like discipline in this play for sure. Yeah, and it's been like that for a lot longer than people think. Like he'll still like go in and like. His body language can get very like into the game, and like it seems it seems more aggro than it is. He is straight up super willing to camp you. He will grab ledge. He will frustrate you. He will jump around. It's not as egregious and it's not as obvious mm-hmm. as um, Hbox, but I think there's a little mental trick that people do when they look at his puff and it's the same color as Mango's puff back in the day, and like King, and they're like, oh, this guy's OG. This guy's like cool. It's like, yeah, he's sick, but he's not. <laughs> he's not the world's most aggressive buff. Mm-hmm. I would argue that Big Kid's more aggressive than him. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, from my sets. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think the way Toussaint's changed this neutral makes it very hard to catch him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very fluid, and he's not like – he doesn't play like H-Box at all, but – um, anyway, so that's just like, you, it, if you thought of it through that lens, you'd be like, oh, he probably loves Yoshi's, but it's like, nah, like Yoshi's is fucking crazy good for Fox in that matchup and nothing to Saint does is particularly like, uh, immune to that, you know? So I took him to Yoshi's and it went really well. I took the first two stocks. Um, then I like just kind of shat the bed if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. For a few stocks in a row like i kept it close i had the lead going into the last stock but even before like i missed the the pound um punish i just like full hop drilled he shield grabbed me up throw rested which is a pathetic way to go <laughs> i sound more mad than i am but mm-hmm. um i i watched that i yeah. honestly watching that like from the sideline I was expecting, I was like, just, I don't know, I guess the way you were moving around, it looked very much like, ah, uh, like clutch box is coming, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <sighs> no, that's all right. But I was like, the way I was moving, I think I'm really happy with, because I was doing a lot of like wave dash downs um, and like more micro movement. And it was just a matter of like 
finishing it, which would have been really good. And I think going into the, the third game, we would have went to FOD. And um, my track record's pretty good on FOD. Mm-hmm. Would we have gone to FOD? What would I have banned? Probably. I don't know if I could beat him on Dreamland. Probably Dreamland. Most, even under pressure, most Foxes will just ban Dreamland. Yeah. Yeah, I, I we would have won FOD. And I feel like I, I could have won on FOD. But, um, yeah, it happens. I mean, miss the punish. I think overall I'm pretty happy with how I played when I was not just, like, taking punishes for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked about this in my second episode of the uh, of the video series and, and scripted podcast series, I guess. But um, it feels more within reach now because there was a f- solid – like, all of last year, I don't think I beat Toussaint once, even though we had a fairly – uh, we have a, a, a very close lifetime record mm-hmm. last year. I just could not touch him. So this felt more like a return to form in that sense, which is good. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. first tournament back from the holidays, so that's to be expected. But then – so then we played, right? Nope, nope, nope. Then I played Vortex. Oh, that's right. You played Vortex. Mm-hmm. Um, and – I have, a, I have a very good record against Vortex as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a player that I think it's another one of those things where my play style is, like, good against them. Mm-hmm. Um, except I just I need to keep my cool because he's one of the best players at punishing mental mishaps. If he feels like you're tilted, he is amazing at capitalizing. Like, better than any player I've ever played. Like, mm-hmm. except maybe like a god, you know, like whiz rope or something. But um, Ben is is really good at like doubling down when he knows like the cards are in his favor. And so being able to just kind of keep my cool, pull off a few combos. Um, I don't think I lasered that much. It was we played Fox Sheik both games. Mm-hmm. It, um, how are the games, though? Because yeah. I know he hasn't been close. It was close. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah. Uh, playing friendlies with him, and and it was interesting because it was very much. Um, I was talking with this with Panos actually. It was like, I guess, you know, he kind of plays very similar, just the way he plays, even when he's like been playing a lot, right? Like more so before, what like before Shine, right? Like because he kind of disappeared for a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, he just picked like there were a few options where he picked like the lowest like energy possible for those options. I don't know. It's, I remember Panos was explaining this to me, but I definitely felt that when playing with friendlies with him. So I was curious on your take on it. Um, yeah, it was, there's definitely some points where he felt a little, I don't know if rusty is the best word for it. No, it wasn't rusty. Um, uh, yeah, I guess how I, how Penny earned I guess when we were talking, it felt like there were just some options where you just pick the easiest option. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That it, it does make sense. Um, I still felt like he was like, I don't think he missed a step in his decision making like in neutral. I think, it, I think you're right. Like he wasn't picking bad options necessarily. It was just like, it wasn't optimal. Yeah. I mean, he's a good amount of the time. Never known as like, the chic that pushes the technical 
aspect either you know so (laughs) but it just felt like how we're like dancing around this it it, it, there's nothing actually like bad about the way he plays yeah it's just it's funny to explain how he plays rather than like if you see it you're like oh or if you play against it it's a lot more man it's hard to explain vortex as a player yeah a lot of more cerebral play than like speed or anything like that Mm mm-hmm so yeah um there were definitely close sets mm-hmm. and um there are a few times where i would just like grab ledge or like or, or gimp him with shine mm-hmm. and i think just like and this is how i i did well against him earlier on i would really abuse my um my technical proficiency i think um my my comfort on the ledge i would use a lot i would um, lean into like being comfortable with shine out of shields um, and I think and, and like my ledge movement like fast falling back airs from ledge shit like that mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like a lot of the baits I used against you also like shield drop from platform then wave land away which is one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. um, it works really well against Sheik because then you could throw out like a down tilt and then get a shitload out of it um, or just wait for them to like do something and grab them. So I was doing a good amount of just like my typical movement stuff that that worked pretty well. And then I was punishing well. Um, so that's kind of how I took those sets. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So that's fun. And then you your last one was Smuckers, right? How did you feel about that yeah. one? Smuckers was I felt OK. Um it's a bummer that we I can't watch game one because none of the Pokemon Stadium games um, work on Slippy. The VODs are broken. Oh, really? I think because they're frozen. Oh, that's so weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to fix them. Um, so I can only watch the last three games. And generally, I think I did pretty well. He he was playing pretty hot, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But I think when I the times that I have beaten him, I've been able to kind of shut it down really easily, not easily, but like effectively. And in this case, when I got those opportunities to shut it down, I just didn't kind of close down hard enough. I didn't get the strong punishes. I like, I would get a second up smash, but not a third. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so, yeah. And so I think it's so interesting in that matchup because you know, a punish game does so much more damage than just the extra 18%. It's a lot more about making um, making him uncomfortable, making him not want to approach. Um, it's a it's a very, I, I, at least in my opinion, from my from where I'm standing, it's a lot more about the mental, you know, psychic damage you could you could afflict. Mm-hmm. Um, against a, a captain falcon because you know once once they start doubting themselves um you know fox is very fast also you know that's when that's when you're able to you know start narrowing their shield a lot more safely doing cross-up nares and grabbing them out of shield and reading their rolls in from ledge like shit like that that's how i won game you know game two on fd was um reading a bunch of rolls and, and getting my punishes but um, yeah, he played well. He deserved a win. And then I ended up losing to um, 
you know, two Saints Buckers. That's a that's a fantastic tournament. Yeah. I beat three three great players. I lost to two great players. You know, nothing nothing to be upset about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it was a good tournament for both of us for sure. Mm-hmm. Both made top eight, man. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. In in such a stacked tournament, that's kind of crazy for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause. Yeah, cr- kind of crazy because ninth was, it was Panos, Panos Vortex, Foxy Grandpa, and someone else. Canagar. And Canagar, yeah. Wow, damn. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. We're really doing it out here, you know? Yep, yep. Whew, all right. Well, I'm definitely feeling the effects of this late night sesh. Yeah. You want to um, do our weekly shout out? And, and then Absolutely. grab some Z's. Grab some well-earned Z's for sure. Yeah. I mean, weekly shout-out for sure has to go to Wally for his run at mm-hmm. Mass Madness. So there he got third, and he beat Joy Boy, Warmer, Load Spiller, PJ, and Bonfire. That's a, that's a fucking great tournament. Yeah. When I saw Joy Boy, I was, I was a Joy Boy. I was over-Joy-Boyed. Mm-hmm. I was over the moon for Wally because, um, yeah, it's, it's just an amazing tournament yeah, for him. That's a and, good tournament for him. Mm-hmm. And his his um, trajectory has been fairly, like, you know, fairly consistent. So it's always great when you see someone, you know, have good tournaments, get a lot of hype, but then continuously like stack it up more and more. Um, and he's just getting a lot of national attention. Yeah. It's it's, it's really cool. I don't know anyone who deserves it more at this very moment. Uh, maybe Aklo, but he's getting it too, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, by far one of the like fastest rising players, at least. Um, yeah, like besides Aklo, I, can, I can't think of anyone else who's been rising faster than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Wally... Great stuff. Um, oh, we have to have Wally on the podcast, right? That's a, that's a yeah, free yeah. I mean, he's improved decision. his game so much, and I think a lot of time he doesn't get the credit for it. From, but yeah, I mean, like he just travels around. He's a fiend for traveling, actually. Yeah, <laughs> he went down to. Um, did we did we talk about this? I think we shouted him out a few yeah, weeks ago for Xanadu because he beat Bobby Big Balls just... and a few others. He got second. Yeah, he's just a monster. Yeah. Absolute legend. So, yeah, making Tri State proud. Tri State's like becoming one of the sickest regions. We've been really good, but now we're just like spitting out these random ass people, and people are like, yo, wait, I thought you guys had like 10 good players. I didn't know about 20 good players. Yeah. You know? I think. And Wally is among among the greats. Yeah, I think we're like getting into like the platinum era for New York for sure. Mm hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's what Justin tweeted. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much just what Justin tweeted. I mean, we have HNC, which might might be um, permanently bumped up to fifty six attendees. Um, it's yet to be seen, but we got two more setups, permanent setups. That's true. Um, a loudspeaker. Um, our TO team is expanding. I say our because I technically helped set up the tournament yesterday. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Mad good commentators. Yeah. We just got a um I, I shouldn't say we for this one. Um Hex's Nightclub is now partnered with VG Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. 
and all the uh, best, the top three sets, losers finals, winners, and grands are going to be uploaded on that YouTube channel, which gets thousands of views. Um, so just great stuff all around. Like I, I don't know, man. Hacks really single-handedly walked up and saved New York City Smash. Oh no, I know for sure. It's going to be Ugh. crazy. It's going to be a crazy few months and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy that I get to just like waltz on over there every day. Every Wednesday, rather. Um, it's just super sustainable tournament for me. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hype. <sighs> yeah, and it led to so much content. That's like all we talked about this episode. And we're and it was, a, it was fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm hype. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, man. But I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> we did it though, man. We had our we had our late night. No, I know, but I mean, there was a lot to talk about for Hacks Night Club, like the first one back for the new year. Mm-hmm. So, and now we're we're in it, man. You got two more before uh, for the Genesis, so we gotta we gotta start making the most out of them. Yeah, by starting by sleeping. All right, I'll let you go. All right. See you later. We'll talk soon, man. Bye. Bye.